It's a fun atmosphere. It's my first time in Indy, but first time kind of taking that all in and it was awesome to get to watch some really great basketball, and I also had a chance to sit down and talk at length with Megan Kahn, who is the vice president of women's basketball, the first senior level position dedicated specifically to the growth of women's basketball, which is so important given everything that we went through a year ago. We've talked so much about that, and uh, you know, just again. She's hired to help strengthen and continue to grow the brand of the Big Ten women's basketball. It's so important. And she had come on the show with Amy Williams and Je Matt Coatney back in November, right when she was first hired. But a lot, lot's happened since then. And she's a big fan of the Huskers bench mob. So I got a chance to sit down with her and talk about a lot of different things and what she's been up to in her new role with the Big Ten. Yeah, and I really think it's Commissioner Warren's vision to make Big Ten women's basketball the best in the country. You know, we've kind of been underrepresented and underrespected, I think, in, in regards to what's happening on the national scene. SEC, Pac-12, they deserve a lot of the credit. They've had a lot of success the past few years. But Big Ten women's basketball is strong. It's If you look at our recruiting classes coming in, you look at Caitlin Clark has two years. We look at Alexis Markowski has three more years. You know, it's like our, our student athletes, our teams are talented. This is going to be, I like to say, America. Marathon, not a sprint. Um, and so, as you mentioned, I'm on day 73 of the new jab here. It's been a little bit crazy with COVID and rescheduling and all the things that came at us that we weren't really expecting. So my 30, 60, 90 day plan went right, uh, swished into the trash can, I like to say. Uh, so we'll refocus on that. But, you know, it's really about building the brand um, and really taking Big Ten women's basketball where we think it can go. I'm sure when you are in this role and it's new, you probably have a lot of ideas and, and dreams and goals, but you have to probably take it a little bit at a time. So back when you talked to us to where you are now, how do you feel about some of the things you've been able to accomplish and, and the things you've been able to do in your role? Right. And a lot of un that unfortunately got sidetracked by COVID and the priority of rescheduling. We lost um, we lost 16 games due to COVID. We lost three or two or three due to weather. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get all those rescheduled scheduled it did impact our our championship run down the stretch which is gut-wrenching for all those that it affected um, but you know it's it's resilience and it's how they bounce back from that and now it's a it's a clean slate this week and who's going to come out on top in the tournament who's fighting for seating in the NCAA tournament um, you know a lot of the things though this has been really great because I was able to come in and, and build relationships right away I was constantly on the phone with our sport administrators constantly on the phone or texting with our coaches and I I Kiddingly, would joke around and say either made fast friends or fast enemies, depending upon which way the cards were falling for them that day. Uh, but you know, it, it's been great to to come in. I I think I might have said this on the show up front, um, and now it's kind of coming full circle here in India. Is I have relationships in this league that I've known some of the folks for years. Amy was a player when Nebraska was recruiting me as I was a student athlete in high school. I played. Uh, AAU ball with Brenda Fries's younger sister. I was a camper for Lisa Bluter and Jan Jensen when they were still at Drake before they even took the Iowa job. So it's, it's been fun to come full circle and I, I they're like, you're all grown up now. Um, so it's, it's been a lot of fun and we can capitalize, I think, on those relationships and that trust factor. Um, and they know they have somebody in their corner fighting for them every day. You had mentioned just, you know, the, the Big Ten and uh, the conference and how tough that this conference is. I mean, what a finish, you know, to have so many teams fighting at the end, to be, you know, right there, to come down to the last day with multiple games on the line to see who was going to win the regular season. A lot of parity. How important is that for women's basketball to kind of have that competition there in, in, in the Big Ten? Yeah, and I think across the board, even outside of the Big Ten, there's more parity than we've ever seen before. I, looking at already the games in the 
other conferences happening um, this week. And like you said, we had, um, you know, a, a fight to the finish on last Sunday coming down. And ironically, five of our six games that day impacted tournament seed. So that tells you, um, you know, which way the marbles were going to fall, how tough this week is going to be here to hoist the tr uh, title on Sunday um, in NCAA tournament. And you look at some of the top 16 reveals in the last one. We had four teams in the top 16, which is phenomenal. We would have four of our teams hosting in the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. Um, and let's hope, you know, we can make a deep run. I think with it, uh, the Final Four being hosted in Minneapolis, which is in Big Ten country and a Big Ten city, would be awesome to have a team, if not two teams, that are represented. So for, for Nebraska fans, from the start, you know, they get off to a 12-0 start, right? And then they've, they've knocked off Michigan. They've knocked off Indiana, two top 10 t uh, wins. And yet they're not in the top 25. And so a lot of our fans have asked us, why is Nebraska not ranked in the top 25? Do you have a, a take on that, on, on why the rankings are shaking out the way they are? And, and I understand that the net ranking is kind of what's important for women's basketball. And we've kind of communicated that. But for, like, the AP top 25, there's a lot of focus on the men's side of that and, and men's teams being in the top 25. Why do you think Nebraska couldn't crack that top 25 this year? Oh, they were right there receiving votes for so many weeks. Uh, you know, that, that period where they had a ton of injuries with Sam on the sideline and Jazz on the sideline, and then they get hit by the COVID bug. Um, and that, I think, really disrupted their momentum for a little bit. But they seem, I mean, my gosh, they're, you know, playing so well right now. And um, I do, I'm hoping they're a lock for the tournament. Um, you know, the AP Top 25 is is a funny thing. Um, and it, I think it just, their momentum got killed at the wrong time of the year for them never to crack in. But, um, you know, they're turning eyeballs now. Nebraska's probably the team that nobody wants to play this week because they're pretty dang dangerous. You know, when you, 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 we were talking before we started recording about your meetings with the NCA selection committee. For fans that maybe be, you know, curious, how does that all work when you're meeting with, you know, the committee and maybe trying to push for teams, figure it out what teams are in? How does that work? What's that process like for, for you guys in the conference? Yeah, and I always say the best part of my job is that we have really good product on the floor, right? Like, we'd be having a different conversation if I even took this job, if we weren't performing at the level we're performing and where I said, I think this league can be really strong for a few years. Um, so yeah, I, I, I meet with the NCAA Women's Basketball Committee. They're the ones who select the 68 teams this year since our bracket expanded. I meet with them on a regular cadence and we go through um, you know, the amount of information we walk through on every single team with them, their wins, their losses, their, their losses that were against top 25 teams or net net 25 teams um, and, and those are you know good losses versus bad losses um, and what top 25 wins they have and, and what they're looking at and, and say okay well these are our teams for sure that are lock these are our teams on the bubble and these are the teams that can maybe surprise some people so don't write them off off the books yet and so I actually have my final meeting here coming up next week after our tournament concludes um, in, in advance of the selection we'll actually talk seeding and so up to now it's it hasn't been about where they're going to get the seed it's been about who's in um, who, who makes that that 68 uh, field and then now we'll talk seeding like I said you know hopefully we have four in that top 16 that would get a host. That's so exciting you had mentioned earlier that you knew Amy Williams for a long time and it's been so impressive to see what she's done with this team this year what do you think is it is about Amy Williams that makes her so good as a coach? Well, let's talk about the bench mob too. It's like my favorite. <laughs> get there, oh, yeah. Guys, I didn't mean to steal your thunder here, but you know, it's like you can just see the culture shift and the energy shift this year. I don't know if it's the freshmen. I don't know if it's like they finally got all the cogs in the wheel move in, but there is buy-in on that team now. Um, and you know, the team hit a, a couple bumps late in the 
the season, but they seem to be rebounded well, and they're they're bought into each other, and I think they're bought into Amy and that culture, and there's a winning vibe um, that is very contagious with what they're doing and the energy that those freshmen and those newcomers are bringing to the team. Yeah, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, Alexis Markowski. How fun has it been to watch her make such an impact here so early? It, it, it's been phenomenal. Um, like I said, our, our league is just prime for success for a number of years. It's been fun to watch Alexis and Jamie and, uh, you know, it's like what your social team has been able to do with with pushing that out on social eight time freshman uh, of the week um, in the league, which is unheard of and uh, just really exciting, I think, for the future of Husker women's basketball. Okay, so Bench Mob, I know you, you've been a fan of them from the start. Uh, what, do you have a favorite celebration? That's got to be fun to watch, just a bench so engaged. And, and they talk about how important that is to what this team is doing on the floor. They bring the energy and they feed off of that. Yeah, so I have to tell you a funny story. We were actually talking about the Bench Mob during the game last night. And then we looked down and we're like, wait, the Bench Mob's actually on the floor. So now the pressure's on the starters to fulfill the bench mob role. So, I, uh, you know, I love the bicycle was one of the early ones. So that was a favorite. I love the bowling one. Uh, the cheerleading pyramids are pretty good. Proposal, uh, they're all good. I think it's creative. I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to come up with. Did you see the dunk contest yeah. in the game last night? Yes, it's phenomenal. Like, they're so creative. I love the energy and that they have so much fun over there. Whitney Brown posted she was trying to get some votes that she had her 360 dunk was, was the best of all three of those. But, no, it's been fun to, to see you kind of follow along this team. I did want to ask you, too, because uh, another question that we get a lot of times from fans is about, you know, the streaming, that Big Ten Plus, a lot of the – the conference games for women are on the the streaming platform whereas you know the men are all on television they can see that all the time so is there any maybe conversations about that about maybe getting more exposure for women's basketball on the tv platform as opposed to just the streaming platforms absolutely it's one of the things that is key for me um to build i've already started building those relationships with big 10 network and i will promise your fans big 10 network is definitely bought into women's basketball i, I feel like we have a great collaborative partnership and they recognize the growth of where we can go and see where we can go and know that this league's going to be good for a long time. And they want to put that time, energy, and investment into to really broadening this. If you look at what wrestling has done on the network and on the social side, and of course, men's basketball. Um, and same was honestly serious. Um, they've been great partners to us and exposure uh, on the airwaves. Um, and, and so, yeah, that definitely is um, how we talk about growing the brand, I think, in that consistency and the messaging of the brand and that exposure through our television package. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a fun game to watch, and there are fun teams. I mean, look what Caitlin Clark, you, you mentioned her. There's a lot of elite players in this league that if people had the opportunity to watch, I feel like it will continue to grow the sport and, and grow this league, right? Yeah, and there's so much momentum right now, I think, for women in sports and women's sports, and we're on the cusp of the 50th anniversary of Title IX, and there's more eyeballs than we've ever seen in the Women's College World Series and the viewership we've already seen. On the Big Ten Network, we'll have our highest-viewed season we've ever had before. And so th those are all promising numbers. I think I just heard the other day that ESPN sold out of all the ad spots to run during the Women's Final Four. It's probably never been done before, or it's been a long time since it's been done. So there's just a lot of uh, uh, it's tremendous upside, I think, and I, I right place, right time uh, for me to walk into this position. Well, we appreciate all that you're doing. Um, any final thoughts for, for our Nebraska fans that will be listening in? Yeah, let's go. Let's make a deep run in the tournament. You know, if, if we're raining threes like Jazz Shelley and getting boards like Alexis, I think we're in good shape. Appreciate your time and, and all that you're doing for this league and, and the growth of women's basketball.